0: Dalton here with the Halfway Healthy Show. We'll keep this intro real short and sweet. We have some awesome sponsors you can check out in the description of the episode. It really is the best way to support the show and keep food on my kids' plates. So let's get right into the episode.
1: Corey, how you doing, buddy? My beautiful baby boy. We're back. I'm doing well. everybody. We how are, are you? back. Another
0: week. I'm doing very well. Very well. First question. How's your back? You've been lifting, squeezing, turning, juicing. I've been juicing.
1: I've been taking it hard. And uh, you know what? I'm doing a little bit better. I've been much more diligent about engaging my core, lifting with my legs. I've been doing a lot of stretching in the morning and at night, um, bought a foam roller that I've been messing around with a little bit. That really helps. Oh. I do have a little bit of a an extension preference um, when it comes to my back pain. So, you know, going into extension always feels much better. So I've been doing a little bit of Cobra, a little bit of foam roller. And you know what? We're hanging in there. I feel like we're on the mend you're getting technical right off the bat. I love it. Do you have a
0: a smooth foam roller or a studded foam roller?
1: Oh God, I got a smooth one and it's hard as a rock. I'm going to get a different one. It's honestly quite get... painful, but I feel better after.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's part of that soft tissue work, right? I mean, it, are, it always is a little painful. I have a little short blue one that I got off of Amazon, but it has basically three different textures to it. So it has some that have little notches on them and then it has little sort of like a spiraled ridge and then it has a flat point. So you kind of, as you roll through it, it kind of goes through these different textures. It is extremely painful in a good way, but I only usually use it on like quads and hamstrings. Like you put that thing on your lower back, it just cripples you for a few hours. I I do have Mm -hmm. a couple of those, uh, kind of the smooth ones that you're talking
1: about. Yeah. I don't know why you'd even want to do it on your low back. I see a lot of people doing it there. You already have that that like lordosis in your spine there, right where you have the curve in, and then at your thoracic spine, that's where you get that, like little bit of a hunch. Um, so I typically don't go very low. I mean, if it feels good to you or whoever does it then great, but I'm always, I stay in like my mid back thoracic spine when I'm doing, when I'm doing my, uh, my foam rollers, but yeah, I need a new one. Yeah. Have you also seen, I think they're called Sherp. They're the, they're the circular ones. You, are you saying like chirp? Tense. Are you saying chirp with a c or I chirp think, with an
0: s? I'm gonna look ch- it up.
1: Ch- ch- chirp. I think that's what they're called. Uh, you know, like a bird chirp.
0: Okay. Um, okay. I've seen the balls. I have a small. I have a small one that's. Oh, okay. They have like wheels. I've seen the wheels. I've seen yeah, but, those viral videos of people like laying backs and it just you know snaps their back. I do have a little ball, um, mm. and I, I like it, but it looks like it's not ball though. It looks like it's just the wheel. Is there any, have you seen other ones?
1: No, but they come in different sizes. Like the wheels come, there's a really big one. There's a really small one, which is so intense just because that curve is, you know, the diameter Mm -hmm. of the curve is so minimal. So it puts so much pressure on your back, but um, have you, have you tried one before? Hardcore. Yeah. I I don't remember who it was. I think my mother-in-law has one um, that I tried, but again, it was one of those things where I laid down on it and Just was like, nope, nope, getting off. This is this is gonna be bad.
0: If I do, if I do low back, uh, I'll typically get into like a a crunch position. So I don't I don't just, you know, slinky over the foam roller uh all the time. I mean, that just doesn't feel good, but I'll do kind of like a modified crunch where I put my hands behind my head and I'll get into a, a crunch position and I'll just kind of roll side to side more on the more towards the outside, not like right on the spine, you know. So I'll get mm-hmm. some of those, some of those paraspinals, and it. it does feel good. But it, usually, if I do lower back soft tissue stuff on myself, I'll use the ball. I don't even know what brand I have, but I just have one of those. You know, it's basically the same texture, maybe even harder. And it's like the size of a softball, and that fucking thing hurts. But it does get yeah. the spots.
1: Yeah, for sure. That's more of like a like a trigger point release type thing, right? Versus kind of just trying to get some mobility. But I use yeah. If anybody is like me and struggles with a lot of of uh, mid back pain, you know, right right at my bra line where where my where my bra, um, just a lot of just very caught up, not a lot of mobility there. So I do a lot of extension, laying on my back on the foam roller, and I do a lot of and you can Google these terms. I do a lot of like thread the needle like in a quadruped position to get a lot of rotation. Um, I use it for a lot of different stuff. So long story short, back's feeling better. I appreciate you asking. Good,
0: dude. Good. I'm, uh, I'm glad to hear it because I know you told me that, that you've been, been lifting a lot and moving a lot. I said juicing and it made me think, like, I wonder if there's there's got to be somebody in the history of histories that has just got on a steroid cycle to move better.
1: You know like yeah I'm, gotta, I'm almost i'm, 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 I'm almost a, finished with my first trend cycle right now just to prepare yeah, for the
0: move getting on trend just to move couches and move boxes up <laughs> and downstairs, and then they're like listen I've, I've done one done one cycle nothing crazy i got bigger but it was just from from throwing love seats around and you, you can be like one of those videos where people are That's are so eating love seats like <clears throat> up into up onto a, a porch or something like up on a balcony
1: oh, i always yeah. love those videos yeah, I'm just going to, I'm on a cycle right now. I got a funeral coming up. I'm the pallbearer. So just got to get yoked. You know, don't want to be the one that drops it.
0: Dude. I feel like, I mean, Mm -hmm. the more and more I study different athletes or progression, nutrition and things like that, the more I see just, you just have certain people who are just kind of genetic freaks, obviously, and genetics play such a huge role. I feel like you have the body type to probably get just fucking massive on steroids. Like I, I don't think that I would get very big, but there's there are certain people who just kind of like blow up. I feel like you would be one that would just get absolutely massive
1: on steroids. You're giving me some ideas. You've given me a lot to know. think about. I appreciate that comment. Well,
0: if anybody is in under the counter, I'm just kidding. We don't, we don't, we don't deal with that stuff. Okay, we don't, we don't, uh, we don't. My DMs juicing. are open. My DMs are open. <laughs> Yeah. But, um, all right, dude, let's get into it. Let's get into the episode. I want to announce excitingly that over the next few weeks, we are going to be transitioning from our gut health season over to weight loss, something that I'm very passionate about, something that Corey's passionate about and has been researching a lot of as well. And we really think that we have uh, a different approach, a, a unique approach to breaking this stuff down. And so that's our next season and it should be kind of releasing over the next few weeks. We'll have plenty of videos and content that comes out about that. Uh, but just wanted to, to make that, that announcement and keep everybody's eye out for more content to come.
1: Yeah. And it's something that you and I have both gone through, you know, so it's, mm-hmm. we've tried a million different things and we failed at 95% of them. So just kind of bringing in our personal experience just let you guys know what worked for us and what we recommend and what's been most sustainable. I think it's going to be, It'll be a good several weeks of weight loss content and hopefully help you get started. Yeah. And
0: I think on that note of just talking about our experiences, I think people aren't open enough about the, you know, the yo-yo weight loss and, and bouncing back and forth between your goal weights or losing 20 pounds and gaining 40 back. And, you know, the, the struggles that, that come with weight loss and, everything that, that goes around that. And so I, I, think that at some point in time in the near future, whenever we kick off the season, we should do a full episode of just you and I talking about our individual stories and struggles. And like you said, what we've found beneficial, what's been difficult, how long have we been going at it? You know, things like that, I think would be it, it, for myself. I know that we can hear all the facts in the world and, and what everybody says works, but at the end of the day, I know for myself, what's helped me a lot is hearing somebody's story and not every story is helpful, but the ones that just you tend to gravitate towards are the ones that are very relatable to your own story. And then that's whenever you can really cherry pick some things out of there that's beneficial for you. And I think that would be most, most helpful for the audience and for everybody to just kind of soak in as our individual stories.
1: Time to get vulnerable, baby. No secrets right. in this not? podcast.
0: Why not dude? I have a to come a little, uh, Little teaser to come in this episode. I, I want to talk about a new story about AI, of course, and uh, eating disorders because that's something that I'll bring up in my story. But uh, to come later in the episode, little uh, little tidbit on on a, a recent scandal in the AI and eating disorder world. Ooh. We love scandals. But bring me the drama. We love we love scandals. We love a little a little tea a little tea for the podcast today. Um, let's start off with a story shall we We start off with a patient story take me there so i'm taking you here i'm going to try to paint a picture for you so you can be in this environment with me because it was fucking hilarious so my body is yours okay thank you thank you for for releasing yourself to me so i'm going in to a assisted living facility a very nice one one of the ones that i tell all the people that i'm talking to of like if i had to go to an assisted living facility it would be this one it looks like a five-star hotel when you walk in and for people that don't know and know we've talked about it before but you can imagine some not all but this assistive living facility you kind of walk in the double doors open up there's a nice receptionist to the side there's the nice groomed carpet with the couches and there's hallways that almost look like a hotel in a way and all the patients or all the people who live there have their own apartments that they live in and they can go to events. They hold bingo. They've got a cafeteria there. That's kind of the vibe of assisted living facilities. If you go to a nice one.
1: So, okay, and just to paint, a I picture walk in before you get too into it. Also, there are some really bad ones and yeah. there are a couple, if anybody's ever seen, um, Shutter Island, I think I've made this mm-hmm. comparison before, but go watch Sh- Shutter Island. And there are some assisted living facilities that look like that. Specifically, there's this woman that has very thinned hair. She looks like a female golem. And that can be what some of those look like. So I feel like the nice ones are really hard to come by.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree. And, but like I said, this one was a nice one. So it's one of those that you go in, I was a little early, I knocked on the patient's door. They weren't there, they were at lunch. I was like, okay, I'll just go sit in the little lobby area and hang out. So I'm sitting down with my computer, mind you, I'm in, I'm in full scrubs, but just, you know, I'm, I look like I'm in the medical profession, I guess I'm sitting down, I've even got my badge on, I'm pretty sure at the time. And so I'm sitting there and I have my headphones in out of nowhere. This guy in a power chair just comes scooting up right next to me. And, you know, usually you just, they scoot next to you. You just leave it alone, right? This guy stops and I kind of give it a second. He doesn't leave. And I'm like. Oh, okay. And I look up and he's looking, staring right at me. And so I take my headphone now, and he's like, how you doing young man? I'm like, I'm doing good. How are you? So like, I'm doing good. And he just kind of sits there for a second, looks around. Like you can tell he's, he wants to say something, right? So he kind of looks around. Yeah, he's
1: got a story to tell. Like, yeah.
0: Yes. And he looks back and he goes, let me tell you a story. I was living in Pensacola and a tornado came down and we all got down on our knees. We all saw it. And right there out the window, you could see that tornado coming right at us. And we knew we was in trouble. And then Uh, the good Lord stopped it right there in its tracks and moved it. Praise the Lord. He goes, well, anyways, hope you get a job here. And then just scoots off. And he was gone.
1: A tornado, a tornado, a
0: female tornado. And then God stopped him right in his tracks and threw his ass
1: right off the scooter. It was amazing. God works in mysterious ways. But yeah, that yeah, he moved, moved the tornado uh, resulted. uh I'm in the power wheelchair now because of that event. Yeah, <laughs> moved, the, moved the tornado, which hit a tree, which then fell on me and, and
0: uh, <laughs> confined God me to a God works
1: mysterious ways, baby. Gosh, dude. It, yeah. But that,
0: it, that story is not, obviously it's a specific story, which I thought was hilarious. Cause I just sat there in, in awe for a second. Like, is that, did he, was he just like, you know, for a fact that day he was just scooting around waiting for somebody to say, how you doing? And he's like, Ooh, do I have a story to tell back in my day? this tornado, but like, you, you know, like there's <laughs> a certain people who are just waiting. They're just waiting for somebody to tell the story to Of it has nothing to do with anything in the conversation. They just, they want to talk. And sometimes those stories can be so off the wall that it's just, you know, you never forget them.
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I have, I have one patient right now that I can think of, well, I guess I can't say that anymore. I had a patient. Former. I haven't seen a patient in like a week now, which is the longest since I graduated PT school. And I don't even know if I'm going to be able to come back and do it. I feel like I'm losing yeah. my skills day by day. The more I lift and the more trend I consume, um, the I don't know the less physical therapy education I can retain. Um, but I do have I had a patient who worked on these oil rigs out in the middle of the ocean. And he would love to tell me every single time I came about a story. Um, you know, and sometimes they were cool stories. Sometimes they were scary stories. Um, you know, so he, he told me that he's part of the five mile club, which to me, that means nothing. But I guess that's a pretty big deal in the drilling world. So if you're a drilling fan, this episode's for you. Um, I guess he drilled five miles deep into the Earth's surface to like gather some type of resources gas or, or whatever and uh, that's like a big deal and he was awarded you know and got a patch and got a hat and like all this stuff. so he loved telling me stories. One time he was telling me a story about this concrete block. It was six hundred thousand pounds because he said it was 600 tons. A ton is a thousand right? Uh two thousand. A ton is two thousand. So it was that's right. What what was that? then? one point two million pounds. I don't know if that's yeah. right. Either way, it was a heavy concrete block, and they were lifting it up to to construct or erect some type of a building, and uh, the cord snapped and fell on one of the guys on his job. Boom! Uh, fell right midsection is what he was telling me, and he was just right there with the guy, and obviously there was nothing they could do. They couldn't lift it. They had to just, like, wait for people to come, and they said that he was still alive and coherent and talking about, you know, I need you guys to take care of my family, call my family, blah, 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 blah. Um, And then as soon as they got the right equipment to lift up this block, it was just lights out immediately because there was just so much damage and so much blood loss, but... So yeah, I mean, you get, you get these crazy off the wall stories from these patients that you would never guess. And in your circumstance, obviously it wasn't even a patient, just somebody that came up to you and wanted to tell you a story, but it's always just,
0: it's, I don't know what that switch is. It'd be funny if, uh, of course, this would be a a study that will never happen, but there's a switch sometime in like, I feel like it's gotta be in the sixties somewhere. I mean like the, in the age range in sixties where right. the, the filter in the social awareness, it just shuts off, mm-hmm. you know, where they are just will share anything and everything and they don't care who you are or where your background is. Like you're, especially if you're in their home, it, it even gets, you know, even crazier, but. I feel like there's there's a switch somewhere in that age range where like after 65 67 maybe early 70s or whatever where they're just as like they'll tell you a fucking, a gruesome story and then they'll turn around and talk about you know their sex life or you know whatever it is and it's when i'm talking about like health questions right it's just like just having a conversation while they're exercising or whatever the case may be and they just they go off the rails man Thank you, Momentus, for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. Momentus specializes in sports nutrition products designed to optimize your active life. They are trusted by experts like Dr. Andrew Huberman, Dr. Kelly Starrett, and over 150 professional and collegiate sports teams. Momentus takes pride in having the highest quality ingredients that are backed by rock-solid science. still questioning their track record? Let me show it straight for you. Over 72% of NFL teams consistently purchase products from Momentus. When you're ready to grab some of the highest quality products on the market, go to livemomentous.com and use code DALTON15 at checkout to get 15% off your purchase. Again, that's livemomentous.com and use the code DALTON15 at checkout to get 15% off. Thanks again for Momentous for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. This episode is also sponsored by NeuroGum. If you're tired of ripping through pot after pot of coffee, then you need to check out NeuroGum. They have a range of gum and mints, so you can choose the flavor of your liking from classic peppermint to honey, lemon, and cinnamon. They come packed with caffeine, B vitamins, and my favorite, L-theanine. The theanine is a natural way to decrease those negative side effects that we get from drinking too much coffee, like jitters and anxiety. I notice whenever I use NeuroGum while I work, I get a little boost of energy and focus that's even better than coffee, which is saying a lot because Papa is a coffee addict. The best part is they offer a full refund, no questions asked, if you aren't completely happy with your purchase. Right now, exclusively for halfway healthy listeners, you can get 15 to 20% off their bags of gum or mints. If you just head on over to TryNeuroGum.com slash Dalton, that's TryNeuroGum.com slash Dalton, D-A-L-T-O-N, to claim your 15 to 20% off. Thank you, NeuroGum, for sponsoring this episode.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And another patient that I had was, have you ever heard of Drop City? It's in Colorado. I don't remember the exact area. Drop City, D-R-O-P City. Um, That's a cool name. I can't remember. It was during like the hippie dippy times. Um, There's this like desert area where a couple people just set up some tents, some yurts and just decided to live out there and just do a lot of hallucinogens and just make music and art and chill. And uh, one of the patients that I have was one of the first like couple hundred people out in Drop City. And I would have to double check the math. I don't know if you're in front of a computer right now and can look up like what the population of Drop City was before it got shut down. But there were so many people, the authorities had to come and say like, this is not sanitary. This is not regulated. Like there's no sewer systems or anything like that. You guys have to fucking get out of here. Um, And he would tell me stories about Drop City and how he has all, you know, the orgies and the drug use and the fucking, you know, the art exhibits that they would do and it you just hear, again hear about this crazy shit that you would have never heard of otherwise from somebody who was there, which is insane. I do and I do also feel like there's some piece of like social isolation when you get to that age too, you know, you're not working anymore, you're not getting that daily interaction with people where you can talk. So as soon as that age group has you in their home not only is the filter off and you play by their rules but also it's like this might be the only person i talk to this week kind of a thing you know yeah so, yep i don't know yeah, yeah no doubt. pretty cool stories I though
0: i can't see anything about uh drop city or at least the right, let it doesn't let say anything about go. like the this the drop off it just says that it was abandoned in 1979 uh, drop city became known as the first rural hippie commune, but it was founded in 1960. And then, yeah, it was dissolved in 1979. So it doesn't even like it just disappeared. And I guess now it's just fields. Um, let's see if it says at, at one point, it was a seven acre tract of land, just four miles north of Trinidad. There you go.
1: Yeah. That's see, that's right where I was at.
0: Frank. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't say how long or, or how big, I guess, but. Uh, that's pretty, pretty insane. It was part of a series, uh, on different utopias. Isn't that like, I, I sometimes wonder how far I think about this. Sometimes whenever I hear some crazy story or some crazy circumstance, I think about like how many decisions am I removed from being a part of that? You know, like how (laughs) many, many, many many. badge, I don't know. Who knows? Maybe, maybe like one decision, you know, fifteen years ago. Maybe I'm a lot of like many decisions now. But what if I just met the right person at the end of high school and then managed to get fired from fucking? I get fired from Krispy Kreme, right? No more free donuts. Already, oh, Tank. That's bad. Right? Depression, right? And then I meet some person that's like, "Listen, we know you love slinging donuts, and honestly, we just bought a donut machine." for our, our commune. And we do, we meet on Wednesdays. You just go out to this field, come hang out. It's a great time. We know you're down. Just come have a conversation, make some donuts. And I'm like, let's go. I want to sling some more donuts. I'm sad. So I go there. I make some friends. And all of a sudden I don't even realize, but I'm in the middle of Trinidad, Colorado, you know, doing drugs and having orgies. Who knows? I don't think, we're, I don't could, think we're that far away. Worse. Any of us I don't think, I don't think any of us are that far away from being in some crazy circumstances. Like I think there's just little, little steps along the way that we were able to make the good decisions, but
1: yeah, maybe, maybe earlier on when we were more easily influenced, but now you got a wife, you got kids, you got a mortgage, you got a job. It's many, you know, it would take, for sure. all right, you split up, you lose custody, you get fired from your job. Then I might spiral into a drop city situation, but that's that's a lot of things all at once. But it doesn't. Maybe you're doing better. Dude, the commune was around for nineteen years? Yeah, I, I would have never guessed that they had a commercial, and the commercial said <laughs> that would just play on TV. Kids, tear off the top of your daddy's car and send it together with ten cents in cash or coin. Come to Drop City, Colorado. Steal your dad's tear car off the top of your us. car. Air off baby. the top of your daddy's car. <laughs> how did they, I wonder how if that's that the, even allowed to be aired?
0: Dude, that's is funny. that the is that the the origin of send it? Because that's hilarious.
1: I mean you it should just be. Rip
0: off the top of your car and send it. That has to be. But there had to be there's gotta be some people out there. There's gotta be stories of people who I mean, if it was around for 19 years, there are a hundred percent people who were born and raised in that commune. You know, fully who could have been eighteen before I it guess. was dissolved. Yeah, you know? I guess so. I mean, there has to be because I I remember and hearing um, the,
1: the orgies he was telling oh, me about. There's probably quite a bit.
0: Is it children of the? Quite a bit of them. Like maybe it's children of God or something. There's some. There's some cult TV show that's out there, and there's a guy who is who has been making appearances on podcasts. Uh, and I could be getting the name of the of the the religious cult wrong, but there's. there's some cult that this person was grown up in that is now like was able to leave and is now going around to different, you know, podcasts and shows and like talking like about how he's trying to spread awareness on what these people are doing. And he's trying to get people out and he's trying to provide a, a safe place for them because there's a lot of these, you know, I'm sure they don't call themselves cults, but there's a lot of these cults that will come after you. If you come out and talk poorly about, Oh, it was my bad. It was Scientology. So this kid was grown up like his mother and father were Scientologists. Yeah. And they, they raised him and then uh, he got out and you know, now he's like an enemy of Scientology and he's going around trying to tell people basically saying, Hey, here's what they're doing. We'll take you in if you need to get out and be and have a safe spot, but the whole yeah,
1: wild. Yeah, there's actually something Um, really similar that I've read and looked a ton into. Um, I think it's called the CES letter. I can't remember who wrote it. I just looked it up. Jeremy Runnels. Um, He was born into the Mormon church and uh, later in life did a bunch of research and and wrote the CES letter that was – attempted to like address any concerns that anybody has or like answer questions about the, um, the shortcomings of any type of education that they provide regarding their religion. Super interesting. It's a really short read. I I can't remember. I think it's less than 20 pages long. Um, but the CES letter, that's another really cool one. I I really like reading into a bunch of different religions and like cults and all that stuff. I think that, that stuff's rad. So, um, yeah, oh, it's yeah. I don't know, super interesting. I don't know how we got off on this tangent. We were talking about patient stories, hippie communes. We're back, halfway healthy. We only need to be talking about health half the time, right? That's right, baby. We go on these tangents and we'll, we'll make our way back. We'll get there. <laughs>
0: that's how, that's how conversation we works. We may be lost,
1: people, but we'll be found.
0: Yeah, people are just sitting in the back seat, baby. We're just having a, a front seat conversation and they're just, they're listening in. They can throw their, their AirPods in if they need to every once in a while if we get off track. Very nice. Do you have a patient story this week? I know you've been you've been removed. I don't know if you have. Dude, I don't have, have anything. It's fine. I, been I got so
1: removed from patient stories. I don't have anything off the top of my head that I could share. Um, I don't know if you have anything else, but I could definitely if we move to another topic, I could come up with something for sure.
0: Nah, don't worry about coming up with it. We got we got plenty. Let's jump in. <laughs> yeah, I want to talk about Yeah, I want to talk about coffee. Coffee fee. So Love there's, it. I've been doing some, some research lately. I know you're not a coffee guy and that's one of the reasons why I don't think that we'll ever be as close as we could be. Uh, just because we just there's a big chunk of, of my life that, that, uh, that you can't relate to. And it's not a me problem. It's a you problem. And, uh, and you know, I'll we can touch that. on that later. So the reason that I brought up coffee is because I've been seeing a lot, um, i mean i guess for multiple reasons one is that there's a ton of people drinking caffeine sometimes to excess but caffeine itself is not a bad thing it's just something that we need to be mindful of and then goes back to of course coffee has caffeine in it and again in doing the research it's pretty apparent that coffee has a lot of health benefits so uh, generally speaking most studies show that two to three cups a day tends to be kind of that sweet spot of where people will be just safe and in those ranges of two to three cups we see things like decreased development of heart disease decreased development of afib decreased stroke or decreased risk of stroke we see outside of just the the health well i guess just besides like health conditions we see that coffee can actually help you lose weight can help uh, improve blood sugar. Uh, it can boost your mood. And then on top of that, of course, just whether you have decreased blood sugar, better for diabetes or, or contracting diabetes. Um, I guess you don't contract diabetes. That'd be hilarious. Um, but you know what I'm saying? So, Anyways, just consuming it's coffee contagious. is a good thing for your health. Yeah, that would be an, I would have so much diabetes right now. If diabetes was contagious.
1: In a, oh my in God. In a way, I guess it kind of I mean, is almost contagious because if it's a lifestyle thing, the a people meta, that you spend a your time way. around, you're going to adopt that lifestyle. I don't know.
0: Right. But basically I can boil it down to two to three cups is where the research was even up to four cups. Uh, anything in excess of that, you tend to grow farther than the three to 400 milligrams of caffeine a day recommendation so if you can keep yourself in that range, don't drink it too late. You know, caffeine has a half life of five hours roughly. So if you drink a cup of coffee at 5 PM, then at 10 PM, half of that caffeine is still in your system. So even if you think you're getting good sleep, it's still wrecking your sleep quality because that caffeine is still stimulating your brain, and your body. So if you keep it to before noon or before like two or three o'clock, you should be pretty good. Um, and yeah, again, two to four cups the other day just on this topic cause it cracks me up. Long story short though, coffee's good for you. Enjoy it. Don't feel bad about having a couple cups. It, whenever it gets to excess, that's whenever we have some issues. So I had a girl that I knew had a girl, a friend in college who was a girl who I worked with who regularly would drink a full pot of coffee before going on long runs. And she was like a, a marathon runner. So she would go out and run 16 miles, but she would drink an entire pot of coffee before going, which is absolutely insane to me. Cause I know you're not a coffee drinker, but I know, you know, what happens when you drink coffee, you want to shit yourself. So I cannot imagine having a full pot of coffee and then going off on a 16 mile run, but she did do it nearly every day. Absurd. That's and insane. then I had another oh. person that I just talked to the other day who who drank on this specific day, it was, uh, 8 PM. When I saw him, he walked in sipping on a, a bang, which for people that don't know, oh, a bang is shit. 300 milligrams of caffeine. And that was his third of the day. And he finished that cause he was already drinking it. He finished that about ah, eight 8:45, and then pulled out of his bag, another bang. And then just cracked it open and then started drinking it at 8 30, 9 o'clock at night. Insane. Absolutely insane. Yeah, that's
1: crazy. Uh bang. Emily used to drink bang when we were first dating. She was drinking that shit, and I had to convince her to stop drinking it. Um, but a couple questions about the the whole coffee, the health benefits of coffee. Is it just the caffeine? that leads to those benefits or is there anything else in the coffee that leads to those things with like the decreased heart risk and stuff like that?
0: Great question. No. So it's not the caffeine. but the caffeine does have some benefits, but what they've shown is that a lot of these effects do come from decaffeinated coffee as well. So there's, there's properties Mm -hmm. in the bean itself and in the coffee that you're drinking that helps improve, uh, these things. And like I said, the caffeine itself does some as well. So like caffeine is a stimulant, so it can help with boosting your mood. It can give you energy. It can also help with stunting, um, feelings of hunger. So there's a lot of benefits with caffeine, but again, they even showed with decaffeinated coffee that you have these benefits as well.
1: Interesting. Okay. So no healthy birds isn't saying go out and, uh, drink two to four energy drinks a day because it has the caffeine to supplement. It's actually the decaffeinated coffee But what about, uh, I want to hear your coffee schedule and if it doesn't impress me enough, I need you to share your coffee schedule when we were in PT school, because that was just absolutely absurd.
0: Yeah. It's, it's varied. It's varied wildly, but, uh, I have, I've cut my consumption back a lot and really it just comes down to
1: there was, it was not sustainable where you were at. (laughs) That's for sure. No, no. But so
0: today What I do, I usually get up around 6, I'll go on a walk, I'll have my cup of coffee at like 6.30, and then I usually head off to go see patients about 9 o'clock or so, and I usually will take with me like an iced coffee to go, and that will really be my only consumption for the day. So I'll have two cups generally, um, every once in a while, if I'm going to meet out with somebody, or if I come home and I'm just absolutely g- exhausted, or it's like two o'clock, three o'clock, every once in a while, I'm not perfect. I'll have a cup of coffee. Um, and I don't, don't shoot myself for it, but, uh, so I bet at most I'll have three cups a day. Typically very rarely right. do I have so four. Talk about then now. Now, yeah now in pt school um yeah especially it wasn't always like this it was generally during during finals but during like a regular day at PT school it wasn't crazy I would have like a thermos your your memory of the thermos was that it was a fucking massive like you know 120 ounce thermos but it's like a it was a 20 ounce thermos or so <laughs> it's like a 20 ounce insulated thermos I would have one in the morning and then once it was done, we had coffee in our, you know, our PT building. So I would go down and buy a refill and I would just fill up the cup, the the thermos again. So I'd probably have like, I don't know, 40 ounces of coffee, whatever that equates to like five cups, probably something like that, maybe a little under that. I would have that nearly every day. Now, whenever it was finals time and you and I were in a classroom, you know, cram until 11 midnight every day. Um. Yeah, that that was usually double that. I would have like four thermoses, and I would be drinking coffee until late at late late at night, you know. But sacrifices you yeah, have to that's make. What, that that's that's how time. I remember. Not, a normal not sustainable. Day
1: being yeah, right, four enough. I, that's what I remember while, you doing uh, just uh, yeah. on a fucking Tuesday. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. maybe I'm wrong. Yeah,
0: and I'm sure there I'm were. Right. I'm sure there
1: were days. Yeah. all right well i i have two things to share that i'm excited to ask about one is more of a statement one is a question um we're on the topic so we're still in season one gut health right we haven't officially announced season one ending yet Um, we announced season two is going to be on weight loss season one was gut health and i just have i have a public service announcement that i need people to hear i need people to process and i need people to make a change okay And uh, I can't really remember what the situation was at your place, but if you're not doing this, then shame on you. I need people to go out and I need you to upgrade your toilet paper. Why, why the Uh. fuck are people still using that one ply elementary school bullshit? If I go over to your house and I have to go to the bathroom and there's one ply, I'm leaving and I'm never coming back. And that's a fact. Or if I really like you, I'm buying you. One of, a, like a Sam's Club bundle of the best toilet paper I could find because you're doing yourself a disservice by having that cheap, shitty toilet paper. There's got to be better ways to to condense your budget than to minimize your your butthole discomfort. I mean, you owe it to your butthole to to you know give There's... it that soft bamboo, organic, clean feeling. Thoughts? Bamboo? Do they put bamboo in toilet paper? i i was actually i was doing some research to see what the best type of uh toilet paper was and there was you know how like you have the sheets that are like the bamboo infused oh. fiber or whatever yeah they have some of that for toilet paper and see i don't even go that luxurious oh. but still Dude. i mean you don't want okay. flaky butt cheeks or anything imagine the imagine a statement that's
0: made whenever you show up to your friend's house for the second time after taking a shit the first time and you just you have a Sam's Club size Charmin ultra strong as you walk in. I mean, that is a that is a statement you're making. You're saying, Hey, yeah. fuck you for the last time. However, your character is just good enough for me to come back. But if it happens again and I have to bring a second load, this may be the last time you ever see me.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm willing to end relationships over this because you know what? I'm fed up with it. I'm in my thirties now. Glad. I don't have to comply with using your shitty toilet paper. I'm going home. And that's a fact.
0: Here's the deal. Here's the deal. I think I have a lot to say about this. You, okay. you mentioned the toilet paper. What made me, what made me think about is a purchase that I made about a year ago or a year and a half ago. And that is a bidet and it was nothing special You can buy Mm -hmm. a bidet online for $60 and you can hook it up yourself. I don't care if you're as poorly mechanically inclined as Corey is. You can hook up one of these in 20 minutes. It's $60. My favorite is Tushy and you just, it changes your life. Now, the downside, if you are a cheap ass and you have to buy or you buy, nobody has to you have to buy the one ply toilet paper, you're not going to be happy because your fingy is going to go straight through that one ply every time when you got a wet asshole. But with the Tushy, if you buy some strong toilet paper, which my preference is the Charmin ultra strong, it's like a, it's a Good one wiper you. nearly, nearly every time. And it's, that's the benefit of using the Tushy is you don't have to use a bunch of toilet paper. So you can, it makes sense by making the investment to get the Tushy. Than to spend a little more on toilet paper because you're not gonna have to use very much. So I recommend everybody go out and buy one of those super easy setup. And yeah, it's, it's changed our lives where now, if I go to a public restroom, I feel like an absolute savage when I walk out.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, allow me to provide a testimony. I've been around Dalton's ass a lot in my life and you know what, that thing's sparkling clean. And I really appreciate Thank that you. about you. And I wonder if that's why we get along so well um but if you're again if you're skimping and you're on a budget you can buy a bidet for 25 bucks on amazon and it'll do the job it might hurt your butthole as it's spraying you it might just be a really overcharged you know water gun or something like that it could cause a little bit of redness and tenderness down there but damn will it leave you clean also there are wet wipes it could be as easy as wet wipes Use some wet wipes, right? Have some don't wet wipes flush them. at the disposal, or get the flushable ones, which still They're aren't not great truly them, flushable. But yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Okay, there are three things. Jesus, I'm getting excited. I just hit my mic. There are three things that I don't skip out on in life. Well, three, three household products that I don't skip out on on life. Okay, toilet paper, beautiful Kleenex, Love you for that. and band aids. Okay. I don't use, I don't use a lot of Kleenexes, but if I do using a shitty Kleenex is you might, you might as well just be using your shirt, toilet paper. We just talked about if you get thin toilet paper and your finger goes through there, you don't love it. And if you get shitty toilet paper, you're going to use half the roll anyways. You might as well
1: invest in better toilet paper and then band And if you do love it, if it slips through, then maybe just buy some toys for that or, you know, communicate that with your partner. <laughs> doesn't need to happen but, in yeah. the bathroom.
0: Exactly. And then the last one is Band-Aids. And this hasn't even, this hasn't become apparent to me until about a year ago, but Band-Aids, dude, buying the nice Band-Aid brand with the 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 tan backing on it, the Band-Aids that last a week, if you don't take them off, you have to use those. Like it has like the little grid on them. If you use those shitty ones that have like that paper backing on them, that literally you could flex your wrist and it just pops off your hand. I, there's no, there's no reason. There's no, you might as well just cauterize the burn. Like the, you might as well just cauterize the injury right away. Cause you're not, you're not getting anything off those band-aids.
1: Yeah. I hear you. We, uh, I don't, I can't even remember the last time I used a band-aid, but I sent you a picture of my foot. The, uh, Ugh. what was that like two weeks ago? What are those yeah. things called? The little tape dispensers that you're, you know, you use for moving boxes and it's got the thick scotch tape. Um, I had one of those. Oh, is that what got you? Yeah. It has that like spiky Ridge where you use that to tear the tape. And, uh, I was going a little too fast, going a little too hard. I was just taping boxes. Emily was just tossing them. It was like a nice little assembly line and I was just fucking cooking. And, uh, I was standing over a box and it was filled a little bit too much. So I had my legs on either side of the box and I was kind of like squeezing it in so I could tape it. And, uh, went to pull down and just sliced it right down on my foot all the way to the bone. And uh, one thing that Emily invested in was, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this on this podcast, but she stole them from work. But I love that about her. Some medical grade Steri-Strips. And those things were a charm. So I, it was like eight o'clock at night, I definitely needed stitches, but I didn't really want to go to the emergency room and pay for all of that. And I have a nurse wife at home. So I was like, we can make this work. Right. So she cleaned it all out. We had some, uh, we had all the, you know, beta and all the alcohol wipes and blah, 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 and got some medical grade stary strips and that puppy healed up so nicely, man. It's almost all the way closed already. And I feel like it's been less than two weeks, right?
0: Yeah. It's been less than two weeks. I would, That surprises me because you sent me that picture and I was like, dude, you, you need stitches. That was, that was a gash, man. That was
1: huge. Yeah. It was bad. So I was actually wearing socks at the time, which another public service announcement, just wear socks. No one wants to see your feet. Um, Especially mine. And I was wearing my socks and it went through my sock and immediately the, as soon as I cut it, it was already like just gushing out. Like it was one of those immediate things where it was like, starting to pool on the floor. And it was not good. It was, it was a pretty had bad a,
0: situation, but we had a pretty, we strips. had a pretty good, uh, yeah. Stereo strips worked. I was gonna say we had a pretty good, a pretty good text thread going that week, because I think that same week you sent me a giant gash out of your nose and I sent you like a 12 inch blood clot that I pulled out of my nose.
1: Yes. Gash in my foot and a blood clotted nose. Yeah. That was a, that was a violent week. Certainly it was, it was a good week though. Well, I anyways, off my rant, uh, good toilet paper gets the healthy bird stamp of approval. And that's that. And if you don't exit out of this podcast right now and don't come back
0: next. I mean, who's to say, who's to say before we go on, who's to say in 10 years from now, we don't have our own brand of toilet paper. You know, we can't, we can't, I've, keep, I feel we can't, like we can't mark it off the list.
1: Enough about it that I feel like I could dedicate my life to that.
0: 100%.
1: If I was the reason that there were some healthy, clean buttholes out there, that's a good life. That's a life well lived. Um, next, next thing. So that was my statement. And now comes the question. We talked a couple weeks ago and I need an update on old Jimmy and how he's doing (laughs) with his, uh, dewormer. And if he's gone back to see his witch doctor yet, and you can give a little, uh, summary of what the story was if you want.
0: Yeah. So for people that didn't hear, we talked about it probably three months ago now, but my dad went to a specialist quotes who uh basically diagnosed him with a possible parasite in his stomach. And her her diagnosing tool was to have him put his fingers apart and she poked him around his abdomen area. And one spot that she poked, his fingers came together. She said, You got a parasite, my friend. And so gave him some some dewormers. Um So the answer is no, they didn't work. And now he's having to have some, uh, he went to a real specialist, uh, and now he's actually getting some, some scopes done and, and stuff like that. So yeah, it is shocking. So, you know, it's one of those sayings that, um, what do they say? If you, if you buy something cheap, you buy it twice. I think it probably goes to the same, uh, if you don't really research who you're going to. And you just go based off of a personal recommendation. You may just end up going to somebody else after who's actually going to help you. So again, I don't know this person, this person personally, but yeah, he ended up having to go get some, some diagnosis stuff done anyways with, a, with a actual gastro. Uh, so yeah, Jimmy's so, and it's funny. Cause okay. I told him basically, you know, I just gave him some, uh, some advice as somebody who, you know, researches a lot of nutrition, but doesn't want to. I'm not trying to impede on any any actual specialist in in the you know the gi system but i just told him hey i know you have an absolutely shit diet that you don't you're unhealthy and you don't eat very well Uh, of course i use nicer words but i just told him you know i would highly recommend that you start introducing some more fiber you know you need more fiber in your diet so um i told him all the foods that he can eat of course he's telling me that he can't eat those things or doesn't want to so uh, i started him off as something that i we've talked about the podcast multiple times. I said, just go get some Metamucil. Take that a few times a day is a good place to start. And he was at my house yesterday and, uh, we were eating, uh, we were eating some pizza and my tried and true before I eat some pizza, I always, always take some, take some fiber. And, uh, I was like, Hey dad, I'll give you some. And I dumped out the serving size for those by the way is five. And, uh, I don't always take five, but I dumped out four in my dad's hand. He goes, Whoa, 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 too many. And I was like, "What are you? It's not too many." I was like, "Surface size five.
1: I'm giving you four. He goes, are. "He he." And he goes,
0: "He goes. Oh, I've only been taking one." And I was like, "You've been taking a fifth of the dose, and on the uh, uh, actual five pills, I believe equates to only like two grams of fiber, which is not a lot." And so he's been he's been taking like zero point five grams of fiber. You know, so I've been doing probably nothing or or very little. So I was like, "Dad, read the label. Why are you taking one?" You're taking one of the, you're taking a fifth of the dosage and that dosage is supposed to span over five different, you know, if you take what they say is five different times throughout the day, It's just hilarious. So he, I've, I've, I hope that he ups his fiber dosage a little bit with all the shit he has going on.
1: My go-to before pizza is a handful of Tums and an Omeprazole because I know it's going fucking down. Jesus, you're doubling down on him. Fuck yeah! Well, it depends on what kind. If we're getting some like super greasy, like Domino's type shit, yeah. If we're yeah. if we're getting something a little better, or I'm dabbing off the grease off the top like a little wiener boy. Then uh, probably not. But definite, always a salt before pizza.
0: So I'll you tell know, you my, what. My poor, this, my
1: poor esophagus can't handle it.
0: This may be a better solution for you. So what I do is. We'll talk about this whenever we go into the weight loss thing, but I am very adamant unless you are training for something or you want to be a psychopath, which is fine. I have been there shout out to all the psychopaths out there that want to eat healthy hundred percent of the time. That's not me anymore. I'm an 80, 20 guy. I eat good 80% of the time. I eat whatever I want 20% of the time in a very, in a meaningful way. So last night my dad came over, we had some pizza whenever I do indulge and I have Mexican food, or I have Thai food, or I have a big ass bowl of ramen or whatever it is, I will take my fiber. So I'll take fiber before because taking a lump of fiber can help slow the digestion process down a little bit. You don't have as much spikes in blood sugar and all the other stuff, as well as I'll take two digestive enzymes. So this is really great for me because when I do, I eat healthy like I said, the majority of the time. So whenever I do eat unhealthy, if I don't eat digestive enzymes, it wrecks my stomach. I do not feel well. And I believe it's because my body doesn't produce as much of those enzymes to break down. Like these enzymes have lipase in them, like different lipase enzymes that help break down fat. They have different gluten enzymes to help break down gluten, different enzymes to help break down carbohydrates, break down cheese, all of those things. And so If you don't eat a lot of those and then you go eat a poor, like a bad meal or a not as healthy meal, it's going to hurt. So I take these digestive enzymes and it helps me out a ton for people that are like, want to look into them. The ones that I use that I have no affiliation to is called, um, Oh, I just thought about it in my head and I forgot I'll get there. But, um, yeah, basically I like, I like to use the digestive enzymes every time before I eat a meal, like last night. I took some, and I forgot to give some to my my poor wife, and uh, she was hurting later that night. And I didn't tell her this, but in my head, I thought, "Oops, I maybe could have prevented that by giving you some some pills." Pure Hopefully encapsulations. She listen to this. That's right. Pure encapsulations is the brand. So again, I don't have any affiliation. I just like their their digestive enzymes, uh, and again, that just helped me tremendously whenever I go into eating
1: a meal that I know I'm going to indulge on. Very good. Yeah. I'm, I'm probably going to look into that for myself, honestly, because we had pizza the other night, some good old Papa John's because we still are waiting on our pots and pans to get in. And so we just have been eating like absolute dog shit and, uh, oh, it destroyed me. Well, dude, I'll tell you this too. This,
0: this may, this may change your opinion. And I'm going to say this with a disclaimer, of course, I am not a gastroenterologist. I don't specialize in the GI tract, but I do research quite a bit. And I came across something because I, I used to have to take uh, what's called pantoprazole, which is basically like the prescription version of omeprazole. And it is a acid reflux you know helper. So it reduces the acid contents in your stomach. And there's a lot of negative things that have come out about pantoprazole specifically in the long-term studies where it could contribute to like some memory issues and things. And again, I'm not saying that's a clarifying statement. I'm just saying that this is something that's been shown possible, right? So in doing a lot of research on how I can stop taking that, it was very, very interesting to come across that. In fact, what can be happening is taking acid reflux medication or anti-acid drugs or over-the-counter supplements like a Tums or like a omeprazole can actually make things worse because what you're doing is you are lowering the acid contents in your stomach. And it sounds counterintuitive, but a lot of times what's, what's happening is you're actually not getting those acid reflux symptoms because of too much acid, but because of not enough acid. And so by taking those medication, it helps in the moment, but long term, you're creating some sort of like a dependence in a chronically low acid level in your stomach that can lead to poor absorption, fatigue. You could, I would definitely look into it and, and encourage other people to look into it. Don't take my word for it, but just look into what some of these things like Tums can do uh, long term and some alternatives. Like There are people who have had their lives changed by actually taking HCL or hydrochloric acid, which is the acid in your stomach, They actually take those pills before eating a meal and they see benefits in that, which is completely on the opposite side of the spectrum of taking Tums, right? Or an anti-acid thing. So very interesting, something that I would definitely recommend you look up in any of the listeners who, you know, think they have or do have acid reflux issues whenever they eat things like red sauce or really fatty meals
1: or anything like that. Interesting. Yes. A lot to think about there. A lot to unpack. Yeah. I'm going to have to do some research. You said pure encapsulations?
0: Pure encapsulations is the digestive enzymes that I use. I feel like they're extremely fairly priced. There are some that are more geared towards like athletic populations, other brands, but these, I think you can get um, like 90 days worth of pills and I take them a couple times a week maybe. You can get like 90 days worth of pills for like 40 bucks. And you know, that will last me months. So that's, that's the brand that I use.
1: Interesting. Cool. Yeah, I'll look into it for sure. I appreciate. It. And that does kind of make sense a little bit. The fact that it could be not enough because you're just not breaking down what's in your food, which could be, you know, leading to a lot of the bloating, the indigestion, constipation, stuff like that. So I, I, I might do a little n of one trial on some of that stuff to see if maybe I could add more and to see if my symptoms go away or not but i did go to a uh, an ear nose throat doctor recently and had a scope done and she said you have the esophagus of a man much older than you are i said you got to
0: love you got to love when they say that.
1: that yeah i also have the body of a man that's much older than myself as well <laughs> thank you thanks for thanks for saying that lovely lovely um, i have what else i, have a, I have a feel
0: good I have a feel good story. Did you have anything mm. else that you wanted to ask or talk about? No, uh,
1: God no, health? take me there, man. I need
0: this today. Okay, I have a feel good story and then we can end it with a little meta AI conversation. This episode is also sponsored by Eight Sleep. This has been the biggest change in my life for my sleep quality. I've been sleeping on their pod cover and absolutely loving it. The human race is sleeping less now than any other time in the last century, and Eight Sleep Technology is here to change that. Their pod and pod cover products adjust temperature automatically based on your personal preferences to provide you with the best sleep. My wife prefers hot and I prefer cold, and that's not a problem because our cover is set to keep my side bone chilling cold and hers nice and cozy warm. So if you want the best night's sleep of your life, Go to 8sleep.com, that's spelled out, E-I-G-H-T, sleep.com, and you can use my code DALTON at checkout to get $50 off your order. Again, just use my code DALTON at checkout to get $50 off your 8sleep pod or pod cover and enjoy the best night's sleep of your life. Thank you, Purple Carrot, for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. Are you tired of the same old boring meals every week? Do you want to eat healthier but don't know where to start? And it's time to try Purple Carrot. Purple Carrot is the plant-based meal kit company that makes it easy and delicious to eat more vegetables. With Purple Carrot, you'll receive weekly deliveries of pre-portioned ingredients and recipes that are designed to be easy to follow and delicious to eat. Each recipe is created by professional chefs and features fresh, seasonal ingredients that are packed with flavor and nutrition. And because all of their meals are plant-based, you can feel good about what you're eating and the impact it has on the environment. So why wait? sign up for Purple Carrot today and start enjoying delicious, healthy meals that will make you feel great from the inside out. As a special offer for our listeners, by clicking the link in the description, you can get 30% off of your first three boxes. Again, just click the link in the description and you'll get 30% off your first three boxes with Purple Carrot. Eat responsibly. So a feel good story that I actually, a patient told me the other day that she heard on NPR and I was like, God damn it, if that's not just right on our alley of what you and I preach all the time. So this story, people can look it up on NPR. It's called, uh, or the the lady's name is Grandma Joy. So Mm. it is a grandson and a grandmother reunited story. And it's beautiful. So there was a grandmother and a grandson where the grandson's parents got divorced. There was a falling out between the grandson and the grandma. They didn't talk for years. And then one day randomly, they went to a funeral or something and he saw his grandmother and she was in awful shape. She looked horrible. She just got out of the hospital and just didn't look well. At this point, she was 85. So a little while passed, he decided to give her a call and say, hey, what are you doing? How are you? Come camp with me. And she was like, whatever, I'm 85. Let's go do it. So they reunited, she went out and camped in a tent. She absolutely loved it. They went on a small little hike and she was extremely wobbly and unsafe. Long story short over the next seven years, they went and they hiked every national park in the U S which is 63. She hiked every single national park. She's now 93 years old. And they're out going on all these excursions, watching whales, going and hiking through the snowy mountains with, with poles and she's fucking killing it. And Hmm. it was, she told me the story and I was like, God, like I said, this is just right up our alley with somebody who was not doing very well. And at 85, most people would just write them off. And I know we don't have any 85 listeners. They don't even know what podcasts are, but talking about your grandparents, your parents, and also you. Thinking that, oh, I'm in my late thirties. I'm in my early forties, or I'm just so unhealthy. It's too late. I'm too far gone. This lady was 85 and just fucking got up and started walking with her grandson and walked through 63 different national parks. And is just absolutely killing it. Grandma Joy, she I, I, would, I would hug and kiss that lady right now if she was in front of me. Mouth kiss? But yeah, lover, lover her to death. And I think that's a, it's just an inspirational story that people will need to need to check out and, uh, and let that be the, the thing that gets your ass off the couch and go and go do some stuff.
1: Yeah. And I mean, there's with all of the information that's out right now, we're flooded by marketing of, you know, uh. You know take this supplement or do this to reverse your aging or whatever and i have i did a bunch of research on taurine i don't know if you know much about Mm taurine but i'd love to talk about it on the next episode since we've kind of run out of time but you know there's a million things that you could start taking but the solution could also be very simple of like start moving start moving right it's and i we don't know the story behind you know maybe she hired a professional chef to start cooking you know these gourmet, healthy meals for her. Probably not, but it could just be easy as just moving more. So that's awesome. Well, grandma, joy, I think on an icon, yeah, Grandma joy
0: gets the, the icon stamp. Yeah. I mean, and on that note, I mean, something that I've been really, really thinking about a lot lately is what you just said of, you know, obviously I know you were just making the comparison cause you were thinking about Taurine, but it's like taking a Taurine supplement or going out and walking with your grandson and having more activity and moving, right? I think so often people in the health and wellness space, as well as in the fitness industry or people who are just wanting to get healthier, they try so hard to navigate and discover, create these little tiny 1% or less than 1% things whenever in reality, they don't walk at all they sit at their desk for eight hours. They don't exercise. They don't lift weights. All of these things are such giant movers for mental health, for weight loss, for performance that we get so caught up in the nitty gritty of what, like, what supplement can I take? What if I just start ice bathing? What if I sit in a sauna twice a week? Those things are all great. And it's not writing those things off, but make sure you're doing all the other big things first, like find the, the hinge that swings the biggest doors, like find those hinges. Cause that's what you need to start focusing on first, not all the little stuff. Those are fine. Like I said, but you got to deal with that after you take care of everything else. And those things that you can even adding one day of exercise a week is going to do so much more than taking a scoop of taurine or taking some creatine, right? right? Like you need you need to be doing those things.
1: Yeah. So it's about getting back to the fundamentals, right? No elite athlete, right. To make that general comparison has ever gotten to where they are without mastering the fundamentals first. And so speaking of, I mean, a shameless plug here, obviously, Dalton and I co-author elite athletes and, and Eve, oh, sorry. we're yeah we're elite athletes. We were just talking about how you could dunk for like a four week span there. That's actually pretty. Impressive.
0: I said I said six months, dude. No,
1: nah, I didn't hear that. Um, but Dalton and I co-authored a ebook about uh, weight loss that will be coming out shortly. Or can they access it on our website now? It's completely yeah they free. can. Okay, yeah. So a, a little a little ebook about if you don't know where to get started or you've tried and you failed and you've lost twenty pounds and gained forty, kinda of like Dalton was saying earlier in this episode. We can give you some some education about the fundamentals, where to start. Um, and it's not one of those ebooks that says, you know, put down the cookie, you fat ass. It's a ebook about moderation and sustainable lifestyle changes that can help you achieve your goals. So healthybirds.org, if you're interested in that, shameless plug, go back to your story. Beautiful.
0: And I'll I'll make sure to add it into the next newsletter, too, for people that, that jump on there and, and they can do a uh, download of it. It's a great resource just to, as Corey was saying, it's kind of we look at it as we look at it as a a comprehensive book that you can take with you and, and check back in on as you are on the journey or if you lose your way and should be a, uh, you know, from front, to, from front to back, everything that you need to start that journey of, of losing weight the last thing that i want to talk about today i thought was interesting because you know whether we like it or not we have talked about ai a lot and you can't really get around it these days it is everywhere and there is a specific story that i came across that is about a company that decided to implement an ai bot from a third party and it was a free bot that they had a little partnership with i guess And this organization is called the, uh, let's see, National Eating Disorder Association. And people were pretty pissed about this AI bot situation because what happened is this company had a online resource that people could call in. It was actually, it was like a, a call line that people could call in and It had been going on for like 10 or 20 years, a few decades. I think if they were having an eating disorder, they could call in and get real lifetime advice, people would talk to them and they would talk them through their, their situation and their, their intense moment that they were having. If they had an eating disorder, they nixed it, they canceled it, stopped it. And in replace, they, they put in this AI bot and they named her Tessa. So apparently what happened was somebody who is a eating disorder specialist came across this and was like, oh, I'm going to hop on here and, and see what it, what it will do. Cause this is a great, you know, it's a great technology that I think would help a lot of people. So they get on and start looking at it and they kind of act like they're one of their patients, somebody with an eating disorder. And very quickly the Tessa bot started going into very like kind of tried and true, weight loss advice for a normal individual, like very textbooky, not taking in any sort of outside information about eating disorders saying like, you know, you should shoot for one to two pounds a week. You should eat no more than 2000 calories. You should put down the unhealthy snack and pick up something else. You should shoot for 500 to a thousand calories less a day, which all of those things are not necessarily bad in a general population some of those things probably could be tweaked a little but for somebody with an eating disorder it's basically something that they teach you in these professionals to to not do those things like don't use the traditional weight loss methods because it could be very harmful for somebody who like let's say they're they have a tendency to be have anorexic behaviors and you tell them that they need to cut a thousand calories out of their diet. Well, guess what? They're going to cut 1500 or they're going to cut even more than that. And they're going to cause even more harm, or they've already caused a lot of harm by being anorexic and they don't need to be cutting a thousand calories. They need to be, you know, much closer to maintain level or even just a couple hundred calories below or above. So they got into big trouble. Somebody made a post about it. This lady who got on there, who was a specialist. Well, then all these alarms started going off and, Nita, the organization shut down the chat bot. They came out and said, "You know, we didn't have anything to do with this. We had predetermined uh, answers that were supposed to be used, but this company they went they went rogue and they started doing things that we didn't agree to, and blah blah blah. It was a big mess, and now they've again they've, they've shut it down. I don't know what their plan is, but." Very interesting because it was a it was I didn't see anything on it, but as I started digging into the news recently, it popped up. Um, but it happened earlier, I believe earlier this month, late last month. Pretty interesting.
1: Yeah, very interesting. I, I wonder who who's going to get sued? Who's going to make money off of this?
0: And I don't you and know, I don't I, know if there's any I patients or anybody who like you know can track back bad advice or you know situations that happened because they they took advice from this chatbot, but. Either way, another one of those situations where, you know, Ziggy and I talked about on a, on a show that that will come out here in a little while about, you know, people using ChatGPT, for example, for, for healthcare, you know, asking them questions that definitely should be centered or geared towards your actual physician in person. You know, people just have to be careful, not saying all AI is bad, but, you know, when taking very sensitive advice from something that is just generating ideas and answers from a language model on the internet, you gotta be careful. You gotta take it, you know, at surface level and some things can, you don't know where that programming coming from, what company like this, you know, you probably felt very certain that it was good advice coming from an organization that's been around for 20 years. But in fact, it was coming from a third party chat bot that these people just probably licensed, you know? So right. just be careful and don't listen to AI yet. Wait until they're walking and talking in, in your living room, then then maybe listen yeah. to
1: them. Uh, maybe not even then, I don't know. Yeah, there's. it always goes back to do your own research, right? Don't just take yeah. one thing's word for it because a lot of the times you probably are getting information from an AI bot. Like I, I doubt that there was anything unless maybe in fine print that this organization was using this third party. So nobody would have ever known anyway. So even when you go to the big organizations, do your own research, most importantly, consult your physician about this stuff. That's what they're there for. They they know your history. They know your medications. They should know everything. And if they don't have the answer, they are the person that can get you to the answer. So yeah. don't always trust what's on the internet. They'll be the ones that
0: tell you just to turn your chair around and they'll type into chat what to do. But they <laughs> can make an educated decision from that. That's the point. True.
1: If I, I've consulted Wikipedia a time or two in my practice, so I can't talk too much shit, but
0: yeah, you have to, you have to.
1: All right. Well, have, Let's wrap this thing up, man. You, yeah. I appreciate you chatting with me. Thanks for all the stories. You've given me a lot to think about. I'm going to, I'm going to go order myself some pizza tonight and I'm going to try some of these things you, you, uh, you talked about maybe some digestive enzymes, maybe. What are you going to do? Like two, my two
0: hour helicopter delivery. How are you going to make that happen?
1: 2 hour helicopter delivery. Can't you just go to a How store you getting digestive
0: enzymes, bro? Well, you, I don't know if you can get it. I don't know if you can get it at Walmart. You might be able to go to a health store and pick them up. Yeah. Um, and I guess I'm you in the city now, baby. I got you access. You don't live in BFE. I can That's right. That's I can do I'm anything.
1: True. Shit, I might go true see a movie
0: have. after this. Who knows? Get after it then, dude. Get those health, get those digestive enzymes and see how you feel after a, after a meal and you can follow up with us next episode. I'll let you know. Appreciate you, buddy. So,
1: thanks for chatting.
0: You too. Peace and love, everybody. And we'll talk next week. Bye. Bye. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Before you go, if you enjoyed this episode, we would be so grateful if you could just hop on to Apple or Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts, and give us a five-star review. It really helps us out a lot. Also, check out our sponsors and the links provided in the description of the episode for some great discounts on products. If you want some short health tips and news sent to your inbox every week, do me a favor, jump on to healthybirds.org and sign up for our newsletter. If you have any questions, comments, or even complaints about my personality flaws, you can email me directly at dalton at healthybirds.org. We would love to connect with all of you. Until next time, be happy, be healthy.